welcome, welcome, welcome. The First Team America Patriot Network. My Patriots, for Patriots. Across all sides of the aisle from all walks of life. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Want to thank our listeners both in the U.S. and outside the U.S. Getting a lot more uh, visitors from other countries and surprising ones as well. Uh, that's surprising given the, you know, all the efforts to censor any type of of discussion or talk that uh, focuses on liberty and uh, smaller government. One of the things that uh, I've been tracking recently, and if you've listened to my podcast before, you know I'm a big believer on, uh, basically, let me sum it up, that the system only works because good people like ourselves do what's expected or what we should be doing whether people are watching or not. And what does that mean? That means that we're we're not trying to break laws. We're not trying to cause problems. We're trying to put our nose to the grindstone, do the best job we can at work for our front, for ourselves and God our God and our families. And for the longest time, for myself and in, in learning about, you know, how things work and things like that. You know, you always want to believe there's a remnant at least, and I know there is, but a remnant of good people doing the right things. And and that's the only reason why our society is able to manage, because uh, if everybody did the wrong thing, it would be anarchy. And it would be, uh, there wouldn't be any supply lines to the stores, power, things like that. And thank God that, uh, there are good people out there. So that's the reason why the system works. It's not a matter that the government has enough controls. It's because good people are doing the right thing regardless. And so why is that important? Well, that's important on a number of things because without the honesty and integrity of those who are doing the right thing, this society would be even more corrupt than what we're seeing. And what we're witnessing within the government agencies charged with safekeeping, safeguarding this nation, we're seeing a complete reversal of what they were originally scripted and tasked with doing. And what we've seen is that they're out actually playing cover for certain nefarious, corrupted criminal activities, which in itself should immediately elicit an outside investigation into those that hid the Hunter Biden laptop, hid the evidence of Biden in the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act or the FAR uh, agent, FAR agent regulations, um, working for foreign governments and doing favors for foreign governments using their position and, and access to information, keeping boxes of classified information and documents that Hunter had control over. Hunter's not a former vice president. How did he have access to that? And the fact that there's been no charges. Same thing. Ask yourself this. When have you ever heard of an IRS whistleblower? I have never heard of one. Ever. And the fact that there's multiples coming out on the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption shows you how deep and festering 
that criminal corrupt activity is that somebody would risk losing their pension and livelihood to say, hey, I'm a whistleblower here. This is what I'm tracking on. You know, we need our our system depends upon not only people like myself and all of you all out there that are doing the right things, but these whistleblowers within these agencies to come forward and say, this is fucked up. I've been reporting this. We see a crime. We see a pattern. We see the information. We see the bank deposits from foreign actors. We've seen the, the text messages. We've seen the emails. Folks, that's called a slam dunk. That's called a smoking gun. I don't care what attorney is out there. The fact that Hunter Biden has not already been charged with, other than the sweetheart deals that he got. And just as the IRS IRS whistleblower said, if you're going to charge him for the misdemeanor, he must be charged for the felonies too. And there were many, there's more felonies involved there. And why is that important in our day-to-day life? It is. It's very important that justice be served in that. There are two forms of justice, people. Ever since Fast and Furious, when I called the Congressional Oversight Committee and reported all of the export violations and crimes that government officials had committed in conspiring to get these guns to go across the borders to the cartels, that was a big, that was, that was a crime. Doesn't matter if you work for the government, you broke laws. You can't break laws with the government. At least you're not supposed to. There should be some uh, immediate uh, civil and criminal penalties. But it just shows you how rogue some of these agencies have become. And again, as I always say, it's not it's not the agency itself, it's it's those corrupted people within. And they have a tendency to promote others of less integrity to allow the corruption to continue as if it was status quo, to bend the rules. And that undermines the faith of the American public into those institutions. It undermines the faith of the American public to believe that we have a fair justice system when all actuality is, is that we're no better than a, a rogue third world nation. And in fact, with all of the illegal capturing and gathering and storing of our Fourth Amendment rights, such as our social media, our emails, our phone calls, which are being trapped either by the NSA directly or the Five Eyes or other private contractors that they're using our tax dollars to collect our information and demand it from, is all illegal. And it really makes you wonder, what is the whole effort with capturing that illegal data? Is it mainly to see who knows what about what corruption and how they can stop them from bringing it to light? I kind of think it's a little bit of both. A few years back, I was involved in some research. And it opened my eyes up to the nefarious activities. If you stop and think about how much... How, how many contractors it takes for our government to function. It's amazing. And so just like Snowden, Snowden was a, a contractor for Booz Allen, Booz Allen Hamilton or some other big, big uh, defense contractor. And there's a, there's a little bit of a, and I can see why they would want to do that because sometimes it's hard to bring, uh, you know, a hundred bodies forward that are pre-vetted and 
security check to put in positions. But at the same time, the very same time, those same contractors have the ability to insert moles, insert nefarious characters. I don't think Snowden's a mole. I think Snowden saw the amount of violations, and I think it really hit him. In my opinion, and I'll say this publicly, Snowden's a hero. I don't care what you say about him. About him. He exposed illegal tapping of Americans' information. Many of you who say he's a criminal only say that because you're following a party regurgitated line. And that party line follows that we must extend our military might around the world all the time and squash everybody. And basically, that's the nutshell. That's the way I see the perspective. We need wars. We need to be number one. I agree with number one, but I don't believe the projection of power. We can't sustain it. We can't afford it. And those chickens are coming home to roost. But with inserting these contractors into these sensitive compartmentalized areas is both good and bad. Number one, the bad part is, is you can put some people in there that are going to be backfeeding political groups such as Clintons. They're going to be backfeeding information out of secure information, covering the tracks and getting skeletons or information they would not lawfully be able to gather and using it to silence people to get conservative or, or democratic liberal justices to do their bidding because they have dirt on them. And when we talk about captured information, we're not just talking about work emails, right? We're talking about private things. What do they look online? And with Snowden's revelations about what they could see real time, how they could track in, how they could hit keywords, how they could hit IP addresses to be tracked, the whole censorship ball has expanded vastly since those revelations came to light. And in fact, that whole censorship ball, it would be safe to say, has quadrupled and the abilities and capabilities to find, I don't, I'm not a tech guy, but I'll speak about it, would be not flags. Yeah, you can say it's flags, okay? I want to know when X, the person searches for this, and then I want to be able, and then the whole granular uh, data that's comprised of who are they communicating with? Who do they know? See, it builds a web matrix. Is that really needed for our form of government? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you listen to the salespeople within those software companies that sell this, their whole job is to sell fear, sow seeds of paranoia. Everybody's coming to get us. We need to we need to protect ourselves from this. We need to protect ourselves from that. When actually the whole process of what creates our boogeyman. I would look at our past policy decisions to see who have we pissed off, like the Kurds. Remember uh, uh, the, uh, where we established a no-fly zone. This was when Sodom was still in power. And then we let Sodom fly, helos, and some air sorties on the Kurds and, and gassed them. We knew what was happening. Just like in Benghazi, we knew that they were coordinating a raid on the annex because it served the greater purpose of eliminating an ambassador who was over there with the message of trying to recover the lost air surface-to-air missiles that they had given these rebels to take Gaddafi out so they could take his riches, take his gold, 
take all of his assets. That is, is what caused a lot of problems. It's the past issues where foreign policy was put in place to satisfy private for-profit groups, whether it's BP oil or other Western oil uh, companies or software interests. That seems to have been the main extension of U.S. foreign policy and interactions into these global wars. has not been for the interests of the American people, but of the private profit interests of select groups. And that's why, in my opinion, we've kept this banner of pro-war. I want to talk about Russia for a minute. So understand, people, we are still not out of the woodwork with the recent court decisions on limiting Biden's administration, which all the other administrations, whether the GOP or Dem, have done, have expanded the surveillance powers because they want this as well. That's just a continuation of all of the sheep dip politicians who've been selected for us just to keep this ball going where our rights are curtailed and their riches are expanded. So back to the war thing, let's jump into the war part. So we've, we've suffered from hundreds of poor, piss poor foreign policy decisions. Some will say, yeah, but we must do this because we're the preeminent power in the world. Well, that preeminency is falling quickly because no one wants to buy our junk. When I say junk, what is it? No one believes in the economic stability of this nation that we once had. We've got powers that have been playing us. We've been playing checkers and they've been playing chess. And we have gotten sedate in allowing uh, unethical decisions to be made at the highest levels and to continue to create unethical decisions, which are guiding the failure of the United States at this moment. Let's look at the, the Ukraine deal. There is not one ounce of humanitarian effort that would have led us into this Ukrainian fray. We undermined the Ukrainian government in 2014. Get off the fucking phone. Some dumbass beside me. Um, that undermined their government. It's right next to Russia. The encroachment of, of NATO upon the Russian doorstep. With biolabs and, and missiles. Whether they're nuclear or not. Doesn't matter. It's an act of aggression. And all the while we've been told Russia's Russia's a backward ass country, all their people said you know, basically it's what the media wants us to think is watch a Iraqi movie with Ivan Drago and we're all led to believe they're running around in little uh Pradas and uh drinking uh Stoli every day saying comrade to each other. You know, it's not the way it is. If anything, the, the pictures I've seen from Moscow, which I'd love to go over there and actually see it for myself. And I think that's the one thing that uh, I want to get get out there, communicate is we have a duty to ourselves to investigate and confirm our beliefs before we just 
accept carte blanche one person's uh, uh, opinions and uh, observations as the ultimate truth before we just blindly agree to follow a narrated script that Hollywood helps kick in. So anyway, let's get back to the war. I can keep picking away at all these other nefarious actors that are trying to use mass psychosis on the American people and did during COVID. But we've never faced until World War II uh, uh, and Korean War, which really wasn't a peer-to-peer, but with the other actors involved, it did contain a peer-to-peer type involvement. But uh, with Russia, we've been led to believe they're weak. They don't have the munitions. Meanwhile, our past history has been 20-plus years fighting natives, poorly trained, poorly equipped, no military training other than the, the being hardened guerrilla fighters. And you can make jokes and shit about them you know, how backward ass, can't read, and all this other stuff. But I tell you what, they sure did give the U.S. a a hell of a fight over there that outlasted our our desire, and we should have never been there in the first place. But the U.S. hasn't faced a peer-to-peer competitor like Russia in decades. And now we're led to believe all of these LGTBQXYZ lib turds that have been promoted to positions within DOD that haven't been earned, that haven't been won by hard-fought battles of wanting to avoid war, we've now put the same people in that Hitler used to fulfill his desires to exterminate one race. A lot of these individuals that are pro-war or of other nefarious uh, habits, if you will, have no uh, appreciation for life because it's not their own they're sending. It's typically the poor kids and people that needed to join the military to have a career because they couldn't pay for co- these expensive college rates and, and s- serve their country. But with Russia... As we're seeing, we've been told this whole time, and I called bullshit from the first moment, it is a giant corrupt slush fund. And the fact that we're assuming and try and they're or they are assuming and trying to convince us that Russia is not winning over there and has hasn't been winning is just utterly bullshit. There's that mass psychosis, right? We said it, so it must be true. And they try to do it in the media and they try to censor people. They've censored voices like myself. They censored others that have that have said, hey, I traveled with Joe Biden to those places. I saw him humiliated. I saw them. I remember the meeting with the Chinese Vice President Xi at the time, which went several hours. And there was only him and his interpreter in there. And that was it. And nobody's done anything about it. If anything, our agencies have just said, whatever, it's, there's nothing to see here. And yet, we're over there in Ukraine trying to expand the war. And the video, which we should have so much video coming in from Ukraine with everybody in their cell phones, but we are seeing it. One of the key things that I've seen is that the, the drones 
have been highly effective, highly effective in mitigating armored columns and armored support. So much so that if I was over there in any capacity, I would not want to be within 50 yards of one of those vehicles, given the success of the Russians' Landsats. Simple drones that are winning the battlefield over there and really, really just hitting it. And we keep in, in the news that we hear is that we're still ahead. Well, I guess the ghost of Kiev is still out on vacation because, uh, you know, according to the media, he should have ended this war single handedly a while ago. But the Lancets are making a huge difference in changing the face of doctrine and tactics. Amazing, whether it's whether it's drone, whether it's trench fighting, which we've seen a resurgence of over there. Or whether it's just, you know, tactically striking uh, capabilities and things like that has really made a difference. And so right now, our military is really stymied by the fact that everything we've thrown with the tanks we promised with others, other nation, other NATO members sending the Leopards, Germany, and others, and they're sending out mercenaries. You couldn't pick if you were a mercenary or a contractor, and you decided that hey, I still want to keep my hat in the game. You couldn't have picked a worse time or a worse battle to try to get stay involved in. You really couldn't. It's not like you're over in you know Afghanistan and uh, other areas, which was very dangerous, but nowhere near amounting to the danger and capacity capacity of, of a tier one nation that we're fighting against. And you couldn't, if you're a contractor and you decided to go over there with Russia thinking you were going to do the same old song and dance that happened in Afghanistan and Iraq. Man, come on. Wake up. So here's our here's our here's our dilemma. Think about this. With all the censorship and all of the mass psychosis that we've been told that we're kicking ass in Ukraine, we're getting our ass handed to us. Money is going over there left and fucking right. That money is being used illegally. The agencies don't want to look into it because they've got guys that are making money out of it. Congressmen and senators have their families on these boards. Same thing the Hunter does, others are doing. You know, somebody I'd seen a meme the other day that said, uh, why is Congress allowed to to get uh, uh, stocks and money from companies they're going to regulate? And I agree with that. They shouldn't. Martha Stewart did time, but not no congressmen are for this insider trading and shit. But it's the same way. This money is being repatriated back to the United States. Hence why we have a war and why they want to stay in it. You know, this whole thing, I want you to get beyond your nation state viewpoint because the nation state viewpoint you've been given has been to preserve the effort to, to keep you focused on, well, we can't diminish our power globally because nobody will respect us. Well, 
look what that is wrought at this time with the foreign policy decisions. I'm a student of international affairs. I've been ever involved in international business for 25 plus years, always been intrigued by other nations and what's happening. I'm watching the recent stuff. Let me dovetail into this. So the BRICS is going to announce their official startup date for nations to trade in oil and other commodities outside of the dollar. This has infuriated the United States beyond belief. This affects the carrot and the and the stick approach the Federal Reserve has yielded and our foreign policy dipshits and corrupt motherfuckers have been doing for years. When you sanction the hell out of everybody else, you cannot sleep and think that they won't install or create mechanisms to let them bypass your sanctions. And that's what the BRICS is. The BRICS people said, fuck you. You're not going to tell us what we can trade in. We don't need to trade in dollars all the time. We can trade in other devices. And that's why they went after Gaddafi, because he was talking about trading in a different currency. The Federal Reserve, there's nothing federal about it. It's a private cabal of bankers with no allegiance to the United States. To think that they wouldn't have aspirations to control the earth and, and destroy this nation to get us under the umbrella of one centralized control is sheer lunacy. And the main thing that I have problems with is, again, the same agencies that have been created and championed to protect us from all enemies, foreign and domestic, have been corrupted internally to where they don't care and they're helping this. So, the BRICS will announce this in August. Recently, there was a, an explosion in South Africa and look at look and behold, old Newland, the destroyer of Ukraine, is now going to South Africa to probably tell the South Africans, look, if you don't pull out of bricks or slow the roll, we're gonna we're gonna start implementing some social strife in your country, which is right for it anyway. Whether they're trying to kill the farmers or kill other other Africans uh, from other nations uh, who come in and have a maybe a higher uh, training and can remove or take jobs that South Africans depend upon, they'll create some type of strife. Rest assured that the our agencies will be throwing out hell in a handbasket to these other nations that are trying to join the BRICS or keep it going. They're going to try to crash that currency as well while they prop up ours, which is, what is it, $32 trillion? And we're now can't, you know, $1 trillion a year in, in deficits. You know, the, the Federal Reserve printed that money out of thin fucking air. There's no gold backing to it. And they lent it out at interest. I mean, how the fuck is that? How do we never see another entity competing with the Federal Reserve saying, hey, they've done this bullshit for years. Why don't we do this and we can fix this? You know, Congress really has to take control of it. So anyway, business will continue as status quo until the BRICS begin uh, officially. They've already started. In fact, uh, Kenya has been calling out the U.S. saying, why do we need to trade in dollars for uh, trading amongst African nations. Why don't we train in our, trade in our own currencies? Yeah. I mean, for how long could you think that we could continue to deprive these people of the right to train in their own currency? The fact that the uh, petrodollar has reached its, its peak and is now on the decline shows that the United States is still stuck on stupid. And the policymakers, the only reason we're continuing on this course is that there are people that are making money hand over fist and watching the middle class jettison reserves 
and cash as almost if it's scripted. As almost if it's scripted. So people, again, I won't ever be silenced on telling me that I don't know what I don't know because I'm always willing to learn. I'm not going to be ever told that I can't speak about certain things, whether it's the the um, uh, increase in the drones and the use of, which is happening lightning quick, and the U.S. is now running as fast as it can as it can to catch up to what it's seeing that Russia has unleashed. For the longest time, we haven't seen that. So I'd invite you to to keep your eyes open, research your data. Be cautious on Twitter. Let me jump into my last point. Remember, your heroes are selected for you in most cases. Elon, while I like the guy, I'm not calling him out as evil, but he wouldn't keep his uh, U.S. satellite contracts if he was total Mr. Liberty. And the fact that he hired a WEF protege to be his CEO is all that I need to know, that we must divest ourselves from these compromised platforms that corral and limit speech. We've got to create parallel systems, whether it's it's from everything from banking to credit uh, to um, energy to communication systems. Somebody out there needs to come up with an alternate to the web because the web is captured and controlled. And we need to create other new systems. Get your kids to think outside the box. Who's going to create the next better internet communication system that is not compromised and restricted that can make you a slave for life? We've got to get our kids thinking about designing things. Don't limit their imaginations. And and especially in things that can be used for the greater good. But Twitter is compromised people. Start finding... Uh, alternate platforms to be able to jump to. No doubt in 2024, they're probably going to continue to restrict and sequester and put you in a digital gulag to where you think you're communicating, but your followers are dropping. You're not reaching as many people. And the election interference continues unabated with no charges against those entities that are doing this outright. So, (coughs) in... Communicate, move, communicate, and, uh, you know, be the best person you can be, people. Recognize your gifts. Be thankful for every day. Give thanks to to our God, our creator, Yahweh, and be kind, considerate, and don't suffer fools. Anyway, so, hey, thanks again for listening. This is First Team America Patriot Network by Patriots for Patriots across all sides of the aisle, from all walks of life around the world. Keep fighting for liberty and freedom and truth and justice. Signing off, First Team America, Patriot Network.